Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Exhibit AOK podcast. Today, we're meeting with Eden Dales. Eden is a registered social worker and the owner and founder of the aptly named Eden Dales Social Work. So, Eden, what we're doing on Exhibit AOK is just checking in with people, seeing how they're doing and how life is adapting to our our new circumstances over the past few months. So, hello and welcome to Exhibit AOK, and just tell us a little bit about what you've been up to lately. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on here. I've listened to the other uh, podcast episodes, and I think it is so um, great what you're doing. I think it's positive. I think it's it's light. I think it's what everybody needs right now. So I'm really happy to be here. So my name is Eden Dales. My company name is Eden Dales Social Work. It's far less creative than I'm capable of, but it just kind of started with just me and has grown and I've never really changed the name. But um, I am a social worker, as you mentioned, and I have a group of social workers across the province and we provide trauma counseling and assessments for people following trauma, including motor vehicle accidents. I also have a private practice where I, I provide counseling for um, couples, uh, anxiety, depression, adolescence, um, parenting, and all different kinds of issues that people face every day. So that's, um, I'm trying to adapt to these changes and this virtual world, which is an adjustment for everybody and, and an ongoing adjustment for sure. Um, but uh, I've stayed positive and um, I, I'm just, it's nice to connect because I miss seeing all you guys at events. I love those events. and I, I know it's hard. It's hard yeah. without the events. There should be yeah. so many fun things that we have looking forward to this time it's, of year. I actually love them. Like I don't just go to, I, Same. I'm, I'm a, I'm a people person. So my personality is it's not COVID. <laughs> and me as well. Let's get back to that in just a second. But I just want to pick up on something that you talked about in your uh, work practice and something that I read about when I was preparing for this podcast. Did you, did you used to work in New York City and did you provide counseling to people who were involved or affected by 9-11 in some way? Yeah, so I was working at a downtown emergency department, Beth Israel Medical Center. So my first job out of my master's out of grad school, and uh, I was walking to work and bopping along to the radio, and my dad called me from Toronto and said, are you okay? And I said, okay, why? And the New York radio station was still playing music, and I was on 14th Street, and I looked to the right, and I saw the World Trade Center on fire, and I proceeded to my job, which was on the medicine unit, but uh, it was obviously chaos and most people there had family to go to and I didn't have family there. I was living there as a young single person. So I was all hands on deck and I worked in the emergency walking people through the shower. We had busloads of, of uh, survivors coming um, all day, just, just constant flow of people coming, covered in soot, needing medical attention. I was putting oxygen on people. I was, uh, I, like I said, walking them through the shower, which was pretty intense. And uh, I didn't even know the towers fell until many, many hours later. I didn't wow. leave the hospital um, for many hours. And I continued to work through the aftermath of 9-11 in the hospital and uh, providing uh, crisis counseling to people and triage. Um, I was on the Today Show. I was interviewed by Matt Lauer and Katie Couric. It was a lot of, I was 24 and many, many people who worked in the tower were my age. And wow. it was it was pretty intense. 
And so to bring it current, we, are there any parallels that you can draw between the crisis counseling that you offered to people in the, the days and weeks and months that followed the 9-11 attacks and at people sitting here in, in COVID and maybe they've been through a, a crisis situation or traumatic experience, whether it's you know the loss of a loved one or coping with job loss or, or being unable to go for the treatment that they usually go for? Yeah, like tremendous grief. And I certainly, you know, the things that I I, I remember and that I'm very well uh, knowledgeable about are um, just the different ways that people adapt to trauma and crisis and, you know, the very basic fundamental idea of knowing how you're feeling and what you're feeling and what your needs are. That's pretty foreign to most high functioning working people. Um, and so they, they feel a lack of control. They don't know what it is they're feeling or what they need or how to feel better. I'm seeing a lot of that through this COVID. I've been connecting a lot with my um, colleague who we worked together through 9-11 and she's still in that, in that hospital and she's been in the front lines of COVID. New York's a hot spot. And we talk and she says, like, it's so much like that, yet it's nothing like that because, you know, we weren't in immediate danger when we worked there, um, but, but she has been. So I think that there's a lot of parallels. And I think the, um, the idea that, that when you're coping with crisis, um, certainly if you've been through a trauma in the past, like you mentioned, you're going to be far more, more vulnerable because of the way that trauma repeats the memory repeats in your brain and it can lay dormant and for a very long time but this could be a, a very possible trigger for people and they won't be able to connect why they're feeling so out of control but also um i think it's you know it's just really important that people recognize this is a crisis and we don't make decisions in crisis we don't judge relationships in crisis we don't really evaluate our life in many different areas when you're going through a crisis because you're just not functioning at a, at a rational, um, logical level. It's very, it's a lot of emotional reasoning and things that, that, that can really, uh, feel monumental and feel like you have to make a change because it feels so uncomfortable, um, like with jobs or with family or merit relationships, anything but it's not the time to judge people around you and, and yourself. It's just the time to get through it, if that makes sense. And so how have you been using those lessons in, in adapting to working with clients now, now that we're not doing in-person meetings? And um, Are you finding that people are having a tough time acclimatizing to Zoom or video conference? Or have, you, have people sort of jumped on board quickly? Well, I've always offered video counseling because my whole model when I started my practice was to provide local services because I never really agreed with those travel costs. I just didn't think it made sense. And as the funding reduced for motor vehicle claims, I, I moved to a virtual model a long time ago. I thought, you know, if I can't vet the person out there, I'd rather put somebody strong from a distance who I know is going to really get to the bottom of how this person's managing. So I've been doing this for a long time and I used to always say to people, you know, once maybe we've met once in person, it's you, it's me, I know you. We once we pick up, we're right back to where we were, whether we're face to face or on the phone or on video. So it's the same principle now. I, I think my practice has really seamlessly moved through this. We haven't had any nobody's really struggled with moving to uh, virtual or phone counseling. It's it's 
worked out really well. I do think that there people are do better in person. Obviously, that's the ideal model, and I am seeing that they're you know we're, we're largely a, a support as we, we provide them with um, so many levels of support. It's something to do. It's something to look forward to. The online stuff feels like you have so much access to it. The same kind of support if that makes sense, but um, but it, it has been okay. It's been a bit hard to find the right system because you think something's secure and then you find that it's not secure. Our college has not really given us a specific system to use, so I've been holding off on recommending any one system. But um, it's it's worked out okay. People people need more support than ever now. So if anything, we've increased our services. That's awesome that you hit the ground running by already having the um, having the video conferencing background and doing the the I guess the distanced form of meeting with clients. And in terms of being at home more now, which is where you're probably running your business, are there are your family members around more, and what's that making everyday life look like? <laughs> well, um, this is where I say I'm no different than anyone else. We are all struggling with the same challenges of you know, togetherness, I'm, I still go to my office, because uh, it's just me in my office. So that works. But then, you know, the kid, I have two kids, they're 10 and 12, they're needing a lot of support with school. And I wake up every day. And I'm like, do I earn or do they learn? <laughs> oh, I haven't really, I like that rhyme. that's really where we're at, because I can, I can earn or they can learn, we can't do both. Um, when I try and do both, it's chaos and I get very stressed and overwhelmed and I don't know where to put my efforts. So I like speaking with providers and um, referral, referral sources on the phone. We just kind of laugh because, you know, everyone's struggling with some level of, of change right now, whether it's isolation or too much togetherness, <laughs> which can feel a little bit lonely too. But um, yeah, yeah it, it is a big change and I'm just trying to let go of the pressure of their school because they are still young and i some one teacher put out that it's their job to catch them up so i'm counting on that and focusing on my practice awesome so what sort of fun things are you guys doing either yourself or as a family unit to, to take away some of that stress from trying to catch up with everything well we had to let them down which was really hard because we can't get a covid puppy because three out of four of us are allergic to dogs, sadly, as much as I would absolutely love. I heard you talk about your golden doodle, and I'm just, they are just the cutest in the world. So that would be my dream come true, but that can't happen. So we found out their summer camp was canceled, and I am a very much a doer. I get things done. If I'm determined to do something, I will. And there is a Costco above ground pool that is completely sold out all over Canada and I was determined to get it because it's very affordable. And I was at Costco in Richmond Hill yesterday at six in the morning. And then I was redirected to Costco in Oakville by 8 a.m. And by 6 p.m. last night, we had a COVID above ground pool. So that's going to oh, be- Oh, what a success story. It's really exciting. And I, it's, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. People are like, how did you get that? Yeah, they're sold out. I'm like, uh-huh. You just, if anybody wants anything, you tell me. I'll get it for you. <laughs> As we were recording this podcast, it is 30 degrees right now. So you yes. came through just in the nick of yes. time. Yeah. 
So it's solar heated. So I'm not quite sure how heated that will be, but listen, it's water and I find water to be like a, like a drug. Like it's just getting cooled so off. Relaxing. It's so relaxing. Yeah. So I love the lake. I love swimming. We go up to the cottage. We share it with PS5 siblings. So it's, it's, we get it nice. a little bit, but um, any time in the water is, is very precious time. Eden, you and I in the past have connected at conferences over our love of music. Did you have any concert plans that are unfortunately on hold or canceled because of COVID? Yeah. yeah who are you looking forward to seeing this summer? Oh, so we go every summer to see Fish because I would prefer to go see The Grateful Dead, but The Grateful Dead aren't The Grateful Dead anymore. And my husband saw Jerry many times and he won't pay to go see the dead with our yeah. So we yeah. go local to see Dead and Company, but we go every summer to see fish and they're like a ton of fun. And every summer we pick a new city um, and we've kind of progressed from, you know, as we get a little older and a little more established, we went from, you know, Buffalo to Saratoga Springs to yeah. every time we get a bit further. Last year we went to Boston, which was amazing. We nice. saw three nights in a row at Fenway. It was like such a cool experience. I mean, we just get really like let go of all the stress and yeah. it's our favorite time. And this summer we had a really, really good trip planned and we were going out to LA for three days and then San Francisco for four days. We we're going to see them like six times, like a few times in each city. We we're going to do the drive through California. It was all booked and we just couldn't wait. And it's all. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's so much so more legitimate than my plans. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> my concert was the Backstreet Boys, uh, which oh. I will have then seen four times in my 30s and no times as a teenager, just a couple of years late to that party. <laughs> that is, there's no shame in that. I went last last summer, I went to at least one concert a week. I saw every at Budweiser stage. I saw, I mean, so many great concerts. And I just including Nickelback. I was supposed to go to Nickelback this year. Has anyone seen them? Because they put on a show, let me oh, tell I'm you. I'm sure they do. Listen, I thought I'm Nickelback for Halloween. I'm old. Yeah, I dressed up as Nickelback. Uh, me Are and you dead? Uh, Leah, my, my now wife, we dressed up as Chad Kroger and Avril Lavigne. That's so A couple cute. years ago. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah, I love concerts. And I saw Alton in the fall, and we had tickets to see him like a few Oh, weeks. I'm so jealous. Yeah, that was unbelievable. I love concerts. I love music. It makes everything. And so have you been watching any of the virtual concerts? I mean, the most recent one I saw was Andrea Bocelli. So that's a little bit. I love uh, I think several weeks ago now, but I mean, yeah, I don't know if there's any other ones coming up. At the beginning, we were watching all those concerts and they were so great. The only one I've been, I'm very, very dedicated to my favorite. My Indigo Girls are like my very favorite band. And I've, been a huge fan since I was 14 and they've been putting on a concert a free concert like every Thursday so that's been so such a good stress relief and such a great way to spend an evening um but so I try and catch the them when I can but that one I, I will never miss cool the yeah. Arkells which is a band that I love put have been doing a series on Instagram where they do like music lessons and they post the the chords to the songs for guitar so you can play along and Max, the lead singer, will like walk you through the chord changes and yes. progression. So I learned a bunch of Arkell songs on the guitar that would have been previously unavailable to me. So yeah. that's been a pretty cool thing. My husband got into master class. He got, he did the- Oh yeah, which ones has he been doing? 
Well, so he's been doing, you know, the guy who does um, the barbecue show, um, Pit Masters. I don't know that one. Like these Southern barbecue guys, like Texan, you know, they do ribs and and, uh, pulled chicken. And so he's learned like all these great tricks and he's been making these great barbecue meals, fried chicken. And so you guys are eating well. Yeah. So that's been really fun. And uh, other thing, if you play music, there's this app that you can record yourself and then you can put it all together. So you play over your own music. Like you can play all four parts of, yep. the, you know, and so that I'm not that good, but thank you for the tip. Uh, I'll well, keep that yeah, in mind. I, as I, exactly yeah. I mean, yeah. he plays guitar. We sit around the fire a lot and he plays nice. a lot of fun. Oh, that, that sounds so lovely. I have just this unused banjo in my apartment. It's not mine, but now I'm wondering if I should try and take that up, yes. which I will not share with you anyone. Should. <laughs> You should because you I never think there's a master class on that one too. There's um, I think Steve Martin, who's the comedian, he also plays yeah. the banjo. I think he was the first commercial for the master class that I saw. Yeah. And Laura, you should check that out. I like how you said that Steve Martin also plays the banjo because now I'm in the category of banjo players. It's oh, no one. <laughs> I think you never know what's gonna come kind of more naturally to you. That's the thing about personalities, you know how like who we are at the core. It's interesting to see what you gravitate towards and what you're good at that you didn't know, and you got to try it. We should start an Ole Vigman band, Lara. Once you work on the banjo, and then we got Nick, another associate, playing the didgeridoo. I think that we could have the most obscure lawyer band of all time. Oh, I miss. I don't that. know if right? I want to hitch my hitch my wagon to that but okay <laughs> i'm just imagining this this linkedin update with like nick posing with his didgeridoo and i'm strumming on my banjo and i'll have to find a rocking chair and a porch just to really round out the look but i mean i want to know <laughs> all right well keep it in mind so eden just before we wrap up today what's one way that life has changed in a positive or a, a silver lining that you found in the past couple weeks or months now that we've all been at home um, I, I've slowed down, which I never thought was possible. I, I'm such a busy person. My personality is go, go, go. I love to be with people and go places and do things. And I always avoided long periods of time, just being still or being home. And, uh, I was forced into that through COVID without the programs and without the parties and the events. And I really have loved it so much and I never really believed that I could kind of tolerate all that quiet time and downtime but I've really enjoyed getting to know the people in my family better and um, finding what everybody really likes and wants to do by choice not just what we're kind of scheduled to do so it's it's been pretty amazing and um, I think that that that's something that everybody jokes about, but I think it is really special because these are the bonds that we are creating now that will last forever. And um, yeah, so I'm pretty proud of myself and enjoying it a lot. And good for you. And are there any guilty quarantine pleasures that have been passing your time? Either trash TV or uh, learning how to cook something or foraying into TikTok or other social media avenues? So TikTok <laughs> is a lot of fun. 
but my girls have now kind of said no more, no more TikToks with mommy. Um, so <laughs> I have definitely, I, I've been having backyard drinks with my neighbors at after work every day and it's <laughs> fabulous because it's just a break and it's adult time and it's decompressing time. Um, it's definitely a guilty pleasure that I've made a priority and I can see when you make something a priority and nothing gets in the way of it, it, it just it makes it sacred and we have so little in our, in our world today that is sacred I find and I think it's important that we make self-care sacred and things that really matter to us. So that's been great. And for sure, TV is always makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, thank you again so much for being with us today. And we hope that, uh, you know, you continue to check in with us over the course of the, the rest of the pandemic, which hopefully won't be going for too much longer. And uh, if there's anything else, anything you want to say to people out there in, in quarantine and podcast land, you might be listening to this. Uh, please jump in. Otherwise, we will uh, proceed to wrap things up. Yeah, like I just tell my friends every day, one day at a time. If you look at the big picture, it's a little overwhelming and scary. So, you know, just just do the things that make you happy because happy people do better in, in all areas of their lives. So it sounds like you guys are doing something great here and I love listening to it and I'm just so glad to be invited to be on it and I hope I uh, get to speak to you again soon. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for joining us. And this wraps up this episode of Exhibit AOK. We'll see you next week with a different, interesting guest. Uh, be well out there, everybody. Take care. Bye.